Welcome to the Wellspring Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from this Sunday's service. just wanted to share that with you guys. Just so you know, I have a hard job, okay? Like, I am, like, trying to answer these deep theological questions that my four-year-old throws at me. Well, how does God have all the powers? I'm like, because he does. Like, I I don't know. Like, that's a deep thing to try and answer, right? So, yeah, I just thought that was great. He started out, God's going to, like, super punch the bad guys. So that's where our conversation went. So, awesome. Well, this morning, um, this really and truly, like John said, we had an incredible time yesterday at our women's event, and we just both were really feeling like this word that the Lord has been depositing, that it was more than just for women. It was for everybody in the season. And so I just wanted to, to share with you guys this morning. I want to pose this question, what if, what if, I'm going to read you a quote. Some of you may have heard this quote before. There is freedom waiting for you on the breezes of the sky, and you ask, what if I fall? Oh, but my darling, what if you fly? And that's by Eric Hansen. Now, you may have heard the the ending part of that, right? Many times in life we ask, we ask the Lord, oh, what if I fall? And God's like, but what if you fly? What if you fly? This morning, I feel like the Lord really wants to take away limitations that we have had in our minds, limitations that the world has put on us, limitations that lies have put on us, that the enemy's lies have put on us. And I want to just paint a picture for you guys of what I feel like the Lord is doing in this hour. Three things that I want to give you, okay? I feel like the Lord in this hour is wooing us. He's drawing us unto himself, Okay. Secondly, the Lord is liberating us. He is freeing us from all of the sin and the shame and the guilt and anything that would cause disconnection with him. And thirdly, he is empowering us. He is empowering us. So I want you to hang on to those three thoughts as we go through the scripture. Okay. Y'all good this morning? Awesome. We're going to have fun. Okay. Song of Songs 2, and this is in the Passion Translation, okay? This is the Lord speaking, well, this is, this is us saying, this is what the Lord is saying to us, okay? The one I love calls to me, arise, my dearest, hurry, my darling, come away with me. I have come, as you have asked, to draw you to my heart and lead you out. So this is God speaking to you this morning. I have come as you have asked to draw you to my heart and lead you out. For now is the time, my beautiful one. The season has changed. The bondage of your barren winter has ended and the season of hiding is over and gone. How many of you guys have ever felt like you are hidden from the Lord? The actuality God is saying, I want to hide you within myself. You are not hidden from him, you are hidden in him. But your season of hiding out is over and gone. 
The rains have soaked the earth and left it bright with blossoming flowers. The season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forth. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? The early signs of my purposes and plans. Say purposes and plans with me are bursting forth, the budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. This is really painting a picture of, of like springtime, but it's like springtime in your life, okay? The fragrance of their flowers whispers, there is change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. For you are my dove, hidden in the split open rock. He is that rock that we are hidden in. It was I who took you and hid you up high in the secret stairway of the sky. Let me see. Now this is Jesus talking to us. Let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. How beautiful your eyes of worship and lovely your voice in prayer. Lastly, verse 15, you must catch the troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship. These are lies, okay? For they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them for me? We will do it together. Jesus, we love you so much. Thank you for the plans and purposes that you have for us. Thank you for the word that you have for us this morning. Let it take root in our heart, God. Thank you for the freedom that you are bringing this morning. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would come and you would completely have your way today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So that is just, it's a beautiful picture of how the Lord's inviting us in. He's inviting us closer, where it becomes not just obligation, but it becomes desire. It becomes not just, I, I have to pray, I have to read the word. It becomes, God, I literally cannot live without you. You are my lifeline, you are my everything. And it says, I have come to awaken you. And how beautiful is that, that it's not like we have to wake ourselves up, that we don't have to do it alone. But God is saying, I am drawing you to me. Where you become somebody who doesn't know God just through someone else. You don't know God through your parents or through what you've heard growing up, but you become intimate with him. You learn to hear his voice and he becomes your very lifeline. He becomes your very lifeline. I'd like to read Isaiah 54. You guys good this morning? I love his word. I love the, the truth that he brings. And he's good. I'm going to read in the Passion as well. Um, they weren't able to get it on the screen, but if you want to still find it in another translation, you can, you can still track with me. But Isaiah 54, increase, this is, um, this is verse 2, increase is coming, so enlarge your tent and add extensions to your dwelling. Hold nothing back, 
Make the tent ropes longer and the pegs stronger. You will increase and spread out in every direction. Your sons and daughters will conquer nations and revitalize desolate cities. Do not fear, for your shame is no more. Do not be embarrassed, for you will not be disgraced. I want you to see a little bit of the parallel between what I just read and what I'm reading now. Shame is no more. Fear is no more. The season of barrenness is no more because the Lord has called you to walk with him. Jesus said, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, and you will understand that I am gentle and humble and easy to please. And then he says this, he says, walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. And we go from just this life that we... I am so connected with him that he is my, my life. He is my source for everything. We are no longer obligated to sin, to shame, to unhealthy patterns, to limiting mindsets, because God is saying, come. It's an invitation. Jesus, you know, when, he, when, the, when God says, my ways are higher than your ways, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Again, that is not a, oh, I'm gonna just, you know, I'm higher than you, I'm better than you. That is an invitation to come in and to think the way he thinks, to be heavenly minded. Jesus says, repent for the kingdom is at hand. Repent means to change the way that you think. And Jesus is saying, Come on in to how I think. Come yoke up with me. Come get everything you need from me, and I will flow in you and through you. Amen? Amen. Amen. It is he who sustains, who fulfills, who fills every space. I want to paint this picture. You know, in Isaiah, what I just read to you, it says, enlarge the, enlarge the place of your tent. Now, in that day, that was your house, okay? And, and right before that, it says, Rejoice with singing, you barren one, you have never given birth. And go ahead and just build a big old house too, okay? Okay? It's kind of like, I have no kids, but I'm going to go ahead and buy a mansion and just get ready for all the kids that I'm going to have. But I haven't yet had kids. And it might even be in that place where I am actually become bitter because I haven't seen the fruit yet. So God is saying, that little place in your heart where you haven't seen fruit, I want you to go ahead and expand. I want you to go ahead and, and release everything to me. Surrender it to me. And God gave me, and I shared this with you guys, a picture I shared with you a couple weeks back about the sales. Anybody remember that? And God gave me that picture of, you know, we, we, as, you know, as you're sailing, you're like watching the wind and you have your main sail up where you're like, okay, well, the wind's picking up. Like maybe we'll put the next sail out. And, and there's always that thing of like, if we put it out, is the wind actually going to fill it? Is it actually going to take it? Or are we just going to like fluff? You know what I'm saying? Is it going to be like, okay, well, we actually have to take it back down because it's not enough. God fills every space. And so it's kind of like he's saying, enlarge this tent, enlarge your mindset, let go of the limitations that you've previously held onto because I want to come in and fill the space. 
and fill the space in your heart. I've had this, you know, it's, it's similar to, to Abram, where God said, hey, I'm actually going to call you Abraham. And I know you don't have any kids, but your name is now Father of Many Nations. So I want you to go around the town, and I want you to be like, hey, I'm, I'm Father of Many Nations. Nice to meet you. Father of Many Nations. Father of Many Nations. Hey. How many of you guys know that might feel a little bit embarrassing? But right after that, isn't it cool how he says enlarge and then he says hold nothing back? And then he goes, oh, and you won't be disgraced. Do not fear for your shame is no more. You will not be embarrassed. And I feel like the Lord is saying he's stirring something up in our hearts. It's like, hey, I actually want you to completely let go. I want you to completely let the sail out. I want you to completely let me into every space, every space in your heart and your mind and not compartmentalize the Lord, but let him into every space. And that is a letting go of control. It's a letting go of, of past notions of how we think God is necessarily. There's this thing that I've had in I've had this notion, this reservation, if you will, at times, that if I truly let God into every space, like, what will happen? <laughs> Have you, can anyone relate to that? Okay, because we can say, like, okay, God, you're, you're Lord of my life. But when it comes to, like, the hard things we're going through, do we let him into those places? Do we trust that he actually can come and fill those spaces and heal those spaces and that he actually cares to go there. But he's saying, I want to come and I want to fill the space. And I want to come and be your security. I want to come and be your wholeness. Verse 10, even if the mountains were to crumble. How many of you guys have had mountains crumble in your life before, where something that you, you held your identity in, maybe a job, crumbled. Maybe a diagnosis of your, for yourself or a family member. Maybe just how you thought life would look, it looks different. Even if the mountains were to crumble and the hills disappear, my heart of steadfast, faithful love will never leave you. And my covenant, everyone say covenant, of peace with you will never be shaken, says Yahweh, whose love and compassion will never give up on you. This is still Isaiah 54, that's verse 10, okay? Even if the mountains were to crumble and everything to fall apart in your life, my covenant of peace remains. And that word peace right there means shalom. And this is something that the Lord has really been stirring in my heart. He's been drawing me to this word. He's been saying like, I, this is what I have for you, shalom. That is the, the Hebrew term for that word there. And I want to read you the meaning of that. Peace, prosperity, success, wholeness, and well-being. My covenant of wholeness with you 
will never be shaken. So God has a promise, a covenant, a promise he's made with us that even though we may go through life and the hills and everything look around us looks to be crumbling, he's saying, my covenant with you will never be shaken. My covenant of wholeness. That is what the Lord has for us. So he is drawing us unto himself. He is taking obligation, turning it into desire. He is calling us forth to him, to his heart. He is setting us free. He's dropping off those weights, those burdens, those places where we've even had bitterness toward him. He is healing. And he's saying, my covenant of wholeness will never leave you. Verse 11, you unhappy ones, storm-tossed and troubled, I, everyone say I. This, this is God, okay? I am ready to rebuild you with precious stones. Isn't it amazing and isn't it relieving to know that the Lord is the one who is changing us? He is the one who is sanctifying us. We are not responsible for that. We are responsible for the surrender. We are responsible for the letting him in. But is he, who is the one who rebuilds? and who heals, and who restores, but it does require the open space. It does require the letting go, right? I will make, oh, hold on, I skipped a part. I'm ready to rebuild you with precious stones. Listen to this part. And your intimacy with me will be built on a foundation of sapphires. I love going into what things mean, okay? I'm like a teacher at heart, okay? So here we go. Sapphires. All right. This is the second stone of the high priest's breastplate and had engraved upon it the name Simeon, he who hears. Okay, so I'm going to go back and read that. And your intimacy with me will be built on a foundation of he who hears. Of she who hears. Isn't it beautiful that even in Isaiah, God was painting this picture of this covenant that he has with us. And he said, your foundation, your intimacy with me will be built on a foundation of hearing from me because I want to speak to you. So that whole walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. He wants an intimate relationship with you, and he wants to speak to you. Isn't that incredible, right? It's incredible. And you know, even with that, there's this thing of, okay, God, if I really let go, if I really let you into all the spaces, what happens to my dreams and my desires? We're human, I'm just saying it, okay? We've all thought that, I'm sure. What happens to what I, what I wanna do, God? What happens to what I wanna do? There's this beautiful scripture that says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And how 
beautiful is it that he is drawing us unto his heart. He is drawing us closer. He's drawing our hearts closer to him in this beautiful, sweet intimacy. He's taking off the heaviness. He's taking off the things that have hindered us from that intimacy with him. And he's saying, hey, I've got you. I've got you. And when you delight yourself in me, I actually will give you the desires of your heart. Isn't that beautiful? Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. God's good. God is good. All right. I want to read John 6, if you guys have that. I got a nod. Cool. Good deal. When Jesus looked up and saw a great cloud coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test them, test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have them sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. As much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. And it goes on, but this is a picture of a little boy who was willing to let God in to the places that maybe nobody else was. Of a little boy that said, he was actually the only one that day that brought something to the Lord, to minister to the Lord. And you know, you know, it's kind of like that thing of like, we don't know this, like we don't know if, what, when his next meal would have been. We don't know if that was like his only meal for like a week. Like we don't know that. But how many times is it like, okay, God's saying like, okay, I want you to bring your heart. I want you to bring your whole heart. <laughs> it might be like God saying like, okay, I want, I want your lunch. <laughs> hey, little boy, can we have your lunch? Like that's, that's a kind of like an awkward scenario when you think about it, right? But he was like, here you go. Because there was trust there. There was trust that, that this is Jesus and he already, like, he's already got a plan, okay? So I'm going to trust it. I'm going to give up my lunch. Yes, to, to let him come in and have his way. And they ended up all eating. And you know what's beautiful is that Jesus, there was actually leftovers. And Jesus said, Pick it all up because we're not going to waste. And what a, I love that word there, okay? Because there, there was no waste. So sometimes we think like, okay, well, if I give it all out, if I give God my whole yes, my whole surrender, is it going to be all for waste? No. Because it is he who holds our, our, our lives, our time, everything in his hands. And it's like that, that seed that's sown into the soil. Unless the seed goes into the soil and breaks open, the plant can't come out of it. But unless the seed is actually willing to go down and be buried down and break open, 
Only then does it come, this life come forth from it. So there's times when God is saying, hey, hey, that place in your heart that you haven't wanted to let anyone or anything in, that, that thing that where, you've, where you've really been like even bitter with, with me, God's saying, let me into that place because I want to heal you and I want to bring life forth so that your life can be blessed and the lives of those around you can also be blessed so that your life can have that shalom, that peace, that wholeness, that well-being. Everything that Jesus is allowed to touch, he makes holy. He makes whole. Everything he's allowed to touch, he's good. And surrender is easy when you know the one you're surrendering to is trustworthy. So this morning, I believe that if there's places where the enemy's lies have come in and, and you've maybe not been trustworthy of the Lord, or maybe you've walked through things and previous church experiences or, or, or whatever, or just life, and there's been hurt there, and there's been like, I don't know, God, I don't know if I should put my trust out there again. I believe the Lord wants to heal that place today. Because only the places he's allowed to touch can he actually heal. And it can be scary. <laughs> However, he's trustworthy. He's faithful. He is kind. He's good. Amen? I promise I'm like so excited, even though I seem very like, this is, this is the good stuff, okay? Let's go to Matthew 14. At about four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them walking on the waves. I know we've all probably heard this. When the disciples saw him walking on top of the water, they were terrified and screamed, a ghost. Then Jesus said, be brave and don't be afraid. I am here. How many times have, like, Jesus says that so many times. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. In the scripture that we read earlier, Song of Songs, the time for fear is gone. Don't be afraid. I am here. Peter shouted out, Lord, if it's really you, then have me join you on the water. Come and join me, Jesus replied. Come and join me. Do you know he wouldn't have asked him if he didn't know that he could walk on the water? He won't ask you for a surrender or, or for you to come if he doesn't know that you can't fully do it. If he doesn't know that he is, if, if he, you know what I'm saying? Like if he doesn't know that he isn't going to empower you to do it. So Peter stepped out into the water and began to walk toward Jesus. But when he realized how high the waves were, he became frightened and started to sink. Save me, Lord, he cried out. Jesus immediately stretched out his hand and lifted him up. Do you know that is Jesus's first response? It's not, shame on you, buddy. Have fun down there in the deep. It's immediately stretched out his hand and lifted him up. And he said, what little faith you have. Why would you let doubt win? 
And the very moment they both stepped into the boat and the raging wind ceased, then all the disciples bowed down before him and worshiped Jesus. They said in adoration. Can you say that word with me? Adoration. Adoration. He's turning obligation into adoration. You are truly the son of God. The Lord calls us out into the deep with him and he empowers us to walk with him. He empowers you. He empowers you to live a life yoked up with him. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Even in that scripture that says, get rid of the foxes. And then he says, we'll do it together. We'll do it together. It's a partnership, it's an intimacy, it's a, it's a sweet relationship. It's an adoration because he's worthy. He's worthy of my whole heart. He's worthy of my time and my energy. He's worthy of my yes and my full surrender, even in the places that are scary. He's worthy of it and he's good. He's so good. And it's so encouraging to know that like, you know, we might have these desires or dreams, but like God's, like he said, his ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. So what we think is our best or what we think is best for our life, God's like, that isn't even like a tip of the iceberg. I have so much better. I have so much more life, life and life abundantly. I have so much more joy than you ever thought you could have. I have so much more freedom than you ever thought you could have. I have so much more love than you ever thought you could ever have. Invite me in to that place. Matthew 26. Verse six. And Jesus went to Bethany, to the home of Simon, a man Jesus had healed of leprosy. That alone is pretty amazing right there. Sorry, I've got this. A woman came into the house. holding an alabaster, alabaster flask filled with expensive, fragrant oil. She came right to Jesus and in a lavish gesture of devotion, she poured out the costly oil. And it cascaded over his head as he was at the table. When the disciples saw this, 
they were offended. How many times have we been offended by maybe somebody's worship, not knowing where they've been, what the Lord has healed them from? Have we judged? They said, what a total waste. Our pouring out to him is never a waste. Our adoration, our giving of ourselves in that place of our heart is never a waste. It's never a waste. He doesn't let it go to waste. We could have sold it for a great deal of money and given it to the poor. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, why are you critical of this woman? She has done a beautiful act of kindness. You will always have someone poor whom you can help, but you will not always have me. When she poured the fragrant oil over me, she was preparing my body for burial. I promise you that when this wonderful gospel spreads all over the world, the story of her lavish devotion to me will also be mentioned in memory of her. What a beautiful picture of somebody who's been through quite a lot. And we don't know the exact uh, expense, the exact amount that that oil was worth, but we know it was very expensive. We know that it could have been like a year's, a year's wage. It could have been her livelihood. Could have been what would cost, you know, what she would have to pay to feed her family. We don't know. But she came and she poured it out over Jesus because she knew he was worthy of it. Freely, she was forgiven. Freely, she gave. Freely, she let him into that place in her heart. And obligation turned into devotion, turned into desire, turned into a willingness to pour it all out onto him. Would you stand with me this morning? The Lord is, is wooing us. He's calling us to this sweet place of intimacy with him. He is freeing us. He's liberating us from lies, from shame, from anything that has kept us from this closeness with him. And he is empowering us to walk with him. He's empowering us to live and live abundantly. He is empowering us with shalom, with peace, security, and wholeness. And so God, today we just receive it all. <laughs> and we let you into the places in our heart, God. We choose to just say, open it up. We choose to enlarge the place of our tent. We choose to say, God, come on in. Come on in, Jesus.
on in Jesus. God, we just give you every space and we trust you. We trust you. God, right now, I just thank you that you are healing hearts, that you are changing minds, that you are convincing us of your sweet and beautiful nature, God. Lord, today, in your own words, you can say this with me, I surrender to you. I let you in to every space in my heart. And I wanna walk with you, Jesus. Surrender to you this morning, Jesus. Would you just put a hand on your over your heart? You know, I. Uh, anytime you ever expand, there's vulnerability involved. Um, if you ever, if you have a business or have been involved in this, anytime you expand, there's parts of vulnerability. There's risk involved. Um, you know, if you ever heard the prayer of Jabez, his prayer was his name meant one who had caused pain, but his prayer was, Lord, expand my territory. Bless me. And he ends his prayer with that I may not cause pain. And I remember reading that one time and the Lord said, that's a prayer of healing. And what he was doing was he was saying, Lord, open up the space to where it's no longer just where I feel the security, where, where I actually have to have you. Like if you don't fill the space, like it was a, it was a prayer for him saying, I have no other option but you. Like I need you. And I just feel like for some of you in the room, the Lord is saying like, you have felt like, Lord, I actually need less. I need you to take this away. I need you to, but like I saw the Lord wanting people to say, Lord, I'm willingly expanding my tent so that I feel, I feel the need. Like if you don't come, I don't know what I'll do. Like you are, and I heard somebody say this one time, they said, blessed are you when God is your only option. And, I, and for some of you, the truth is today, you've had many options and the Lord is saying, blessed are you when you make me the only option. When you have no other option, some of you today, you need to let go of every other option. And so Lord, today, with our hand over our hearts, we just say, we make space for you. I want us you to say this, Lord, expand my tent. Let it be to him, let it be to him, Lord, expand. Lord, make it to where I'm not hidden, where I'm not hiding in the safe places, but Lord, you are wanting to come into the open spaces. So Lord, we invite you right now into the open spaces of our life. We say, Lord, we open up and say, come on in the places of shame and doubt and fear. I thank you, Lord, that the season of fear has ended. The season of fear has gone. That today is a season where the Lord is saying, as my child, I have given you open spaces to come and dwell. He says, open up every space. The Lord says, look to the horizon, look to the future. The Lord says, I will meet you there. The Lord says, look beyond just your circumstance. Look beyond the mountain and the hill, the things that have stood in the way. The Lord says, I wanna give you vision for beyond because I'm going to fill every space. The Lord says, as far as you can look, I'm gonna fill that space.
For some of you, it's just, you said, what am I gonna do next? And the Lord says, just look ahead and I'm gonna fill every space. The Lord says, come with me, come and journey with me. I believe the Lord today is inviting some of you out of a life of fear into a life of adventure. And he's just saying, all, he says, you don't have to figure it out. I just want your yes. I just want your yes. I want you to step out. I want you to step out. Some of you, you've been hiding in a place of uh, where you've said, I'm not healed, so I can't move forward. And the Lord says, your healing is in the moving forward. Your, he your healing is actually in the expansion of your tent. It's actually stepping out into what would actually cause, feel like more pain, but the Lord says, that is your healing. Some of you, you've said, I will, I've been hurt by this person and this person, and I can't trust again. And the Lord is saying, you actually trusting again is what is gonna heal those relationships. So the Lord's saying, the, 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 he is Lord of your past and your future, and he fills every space in between. So he's saying this though, he's saying, come and live with me, come and step forward with me, come and move forward. So today, Lord, for every person who, um, who has been reduced by fear and has been stuck. Lord, right now we just release them into their destiny and their future in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that fear will no longer be a good hiding place for them. It will no longer be a good companion for them. But I thank you, Lord, for the deliverance of your hand. I thank you that even right now that you are causing them to expand their tents, Lord, and that it is actually driving out fear. It's driving out fear. Fear exists in the hidden places. It's why you must expand your tent. So Lord, we just lift our hands to heaven this morning and we say, come and do what you wanna do. Come and let there be wide open spaces that you fill. We make room for you. We make room for you to do whatever you wanna do to do whatever you wanna do. Come on, some of you this morning are crossing the line. Some of you, despite what you have feared and what you have felt, you are crossing a line and the Lord is saying it's gonna change everything. It is beyond just a feeling in a moment. It is a decision that some of you are making and a decision that some of you need to make that you are making a decision. I am someone who is making room for the Lord. Lord, let us be those who have made room for you. So we love you. We love you, Jesus. You are good. Isn't he good? He's good. Amen. Yes, yeah, give the Lord a hand. Wasn't that such a good word? Um, this is what I want to do. This is how I, I know we're run run a few minutes long, but we have communion in the back. We're gonna have our prayer team that are gonna go ahead and come up here. I'm gonna ask Abby and Brian if you would just sing that. Um, We'll make room for you. And if you say, hey, I need the Lord to do that in my heart, then allow him to do that in your heart this morning. Um, one quick thing is uh, this month on the 20th, it's a Sunday afternoon, we're having a men's gathering. Come on, men in the room. We, uh, you can actually register for that with the QR code. And so come and be a part of that with us. But listen, this is what I, I want you to do. You, you are, as soon as I 
stop talking. You are dismissed if you need to go. But if you say, Lord, I need you to do this in my heart, stay for a few minutes and say, Lord, continue this work in my heart. Amen. So Lord, I bless your people. I bless them with peace, with shalom in Jesus' name, that with wholeness. I thank you, Lord, that you are expanding their tents, expanding their vision, that they would see what you see. I thank you that the season of fear has gone, that the season of doubt has gone, the season of mountains and hills blocking the view, Lord, that that is gone, that those things have crumbled and you are making wide open spaces for them to love you and worship you and to be loved by you. And so I bless them in Jesus' name, increase their faith, Lord, give them hope for the future, courage to walk it out in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to our Sermon of the Week. For more information, please visit us at thewellspringchurch.org.